Bye. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Cody. Let's see you. Bye. Alright, bye, man. Um, this is another episode of the Above Love Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Cody. And I'm your other host, Jasmine. And we're here again. Um, we skipped last week. It was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we apologize for that. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, keep it, you know, more consistent. Well, life does happen. Life happens. Life definitely happens. Um, I don't know. What do you want to start it out with? How was your week last week? Um, it's pretty hectic. I had a lot of stuff going on at work and a lot of stuff that I'm doing at the church and, and also uh, doing this Bible study, personal Bible study. So there's just a lot of stuff going on. What about yourself? Um... I've been uh, pretty busy myself. Uh, a lot of different things going on as far as work and, yeah, just all kind of things, man. I I really uh, wanted to find the time to be able to do it last week, but we just couldn't piece together uh, your schedule your schedule with mine, so it didn't work out. But here we are, and uh, we're going to make the best of it. Um, so I guess you're feeling better? You know, your back was bothering you. So you're going to bring this up on the podcast? I'm not going to anything about Maxine. Are you okay? Are you okay over there, Cody Lexton? I mean, I'm I'm decent. Okay. What she's alluding to is the fact that I um, hurt my back. I don't know how I hurt my back, but I know, uh, not this past week, but the week prior, that Thursday I went to sleep and I woke up that Friday, and I was uh, taking little man to um, taking him to school, and I realized, you know, every every little turn I made, it hurt like extremely bad my lower back, and so I think it came from not stretching before and after my workouts. Um, but I, I mean, it could have been something else, but it seemed, it seemed like a, a pinched nerve cause it kind of shot down my leg a little bit, but, um, it started getting better toward the, the latter part of the week. And then, um, I ended up hurting it again, but how did you kinda, hurt it again? Uh, you know how injuries happen. Um, that's how, that's how, that's how, how does injuries happen? Injuries happen whenever, um, See, he's not going to tell you the full story. So yesterday, you know, my husband had a lot of things going on with his uh, mentoring group. And they had, at the end of all that, they had a kickball um, game. So, you know, he was there. He was supposed to be an observer, quote, unquote. Uh, and then I guess a lot of uh, the kids, the mentees, started talking. You know, oh, you just using your injury. As an excuse, so you won't play against us, right? So you you know my husband, he's not gonna let anybody talk any kind of stuff to, towards him. He's gonna let his pride kind of measle over, right? So then he okay, let me show them. And then guess what? He comes home barely can even walk. Okay, that's that's not what happened. Um, I gave you room to uh, say your story. You didn't want to say it. Well, because that wasn't a story that I actually wanted to talk about, but. It, I ended up re-injuring myself, and that was because I made a wrong move. Because um, we, it was some cats talking junk, yes, and it was on the basketball court first because we were at we were at one of the parks downtown, and so I got on the court. You know, I knew it was gonna be real quick, but um, I had gotten the ball. You know what I'm saying? So I had to show him I know how to hoop a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of put a couple moves on this one cat. You know, I brought it in for a layup. And as soon as I brought it in, I made the layup, you know what I'm saying? But when I came down, you know, I felt, you know, my leg, you know, it started hurting a little bit more. So I was like, okay, 
And then uh, everybody had gotten there, so we were about to start the kickball game. So I was like, cool, I ain't got a hoop no more. And so we went down there. They picked the teams. It was the older guys versus the younger guys. And so, of course, I was on the older guys' team. Um, I'm not really that old. I'm only 32. But, you know, I'm kind of one of the senior guys in the organization, I guess. And so uh, they were playing. We played a couple of, uh, couple of innings, and um, it came time to where – I needed to go ahead and, you know, do a decent kick. And so I, I, I ran up there. I did the kick. And, yeah, man, it tore me up bad. I sat down after that, which I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done the kick. I admit that. But I don't know, man. I just had to show. And we won, by the way. So it wasn't it wasn't in vain. You know what I'm saying? I just got an injury. Did you learn anything today during the sermon? Yes, God's grace is good. Okay. What about the pride? Uh, yeah. And being competitive and all that. And at the end of the day, you were there just to uh, just be there to be a presence for the Mitchies. It wasn't about you having to show them that you can win. When he wasn't. When it wasn't. Won. Now, that's the thing. It wasn't for the Mentees. It was for our incoming class and it was for the collegiate chapter. Well, it was so, it was, so it was for. No, it was to show the incoming class that they're not going to come over and just take over. See, you know what I'm saying? So, no. But that wasn't just the my main, perspective. The main point of that was just for you guys to get together, have some fun competition, yeah, right? Have some yeah, fun competition yeah. and mix and mingle mm-hmm. and to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. That was the bottom line. It wasn't mm-hmm. about who won and who lost. Yeah, you're not a man, so you don't understand. They're not finna just come in there and act like they finna take over because if they won that kickball session, it would have been hell in the next meeting. But, but so it may have been. No, so it would have. No, so we had to let them know. That's, that's the same so that's the same thing that happens if any of you all uh, played any sports, especially basketball, and you played with like some older heads, maybe your older uncle or your old, you know, your dad or something like that. They didn't let you win. And what did they do? They fouled your ass when you were in the paint. They well, fouled the mess out of you but, just to show you that I, you're not there yet. You're close, but you're not there yet. But, that was it. That was it. Point, what I was trying to tell you last night is that, you know, you had your time. You know, we all have have our time when we were at our height, especially athletic wise. And it's okay to let the young crowd come in. It's okay. No, but that's the thing, though. If I wasn't on that injury, I, I would have been super good because I'm still fast and everything. It's just my leg was holding me down at the time. But I'm just saying, older older people, especially men, you're so full of pride that you feel like, well, I got to show them I still got it. It doesn't matter. Be be a true mentor. And guide them and direct them. You want them to be better than you. It's okay. not. It's not about you being better than them or showing that you got it. You want. You want the next generation to be better than you, and you shouldn't. Right. That. So you should push them the, the best you can. But at the bottom line, it shouldn't be about you winning. The bottom line was for them to lose. Yes, it was. Okay. So that that's not the bottom line. The bottom line is that to be encouraging and to. What our encouraging words was like, hey, y'all were great. Y'all still lost us, but realize we have experience behind us and just know that, you know, we won't always be able to beat y'all, but right now we Did can still, we can still beat y'all. Yeah. We, I mean, it was good at the end because I told most of them because they, man, they were some athletic guys, man. And they've been doing a lot too, uh, outside of just like recreational stuff. Uh, a lot of things that we've been doing in the community, they had to lead a few different projects and they did a really, really good job. And so at the end of uh, yesterday, because that was the last event that we're going to have before we actually choose who actually, you know, will make it. Um, I told them, I said, man, I can't wait to get you on this side because then you'll be on, you know, you'll be on my on my team. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait till I get 
a lot of those guys on my team because they're so passionate and we're, we're like-minded individuals and I'd, I'd love to have them in my corner when we're planning different programs, different things in the community or whatever, because the competitive nature on the, uh, on the field is uh, just as much uh, as it is whenever we're actually creating programs and doing things in the, in the community. And so, like I, like I told them at the end of it, I said, man, you know, I just had to beat you. And the reason why I was doing that, because I wanted to see how they were when they were frustrated because they thought we cheated quote unquote at certain times. And I don't think we cheated, but they actually saw like the odds against them, but seeing the way they acted to it. Cause you know, a lot of times say if you're playing street ball or whatever, and people start quote unquote cheating, it might end up in a fight. You know what I'm saying? It's all your character, how you react to it. You know what I'm saying? But they took it cool. You know, they sat back. It was all right, all right, whatever we're doing, we got to do. And so seeing them do that, um, it actually showed their individual character. We didn't see anybody get like extremely angry and want to fight or do anything crazy like that. And at the end, I told them, you know, we were doing this on purpose. You know, we're testing y'all's character, trying to see how y'all react under pressure. You know, when you feel like it's any type of pressure, like somebody might be cheating you or anything like that how you act on that and so how they acted made a, a major a big difference in um how we actually graded them for that because that, they were actually we were grading them on that just to see how they were not how good they were but um how they fellowshiped with everybody uh how much of a team player they were um, their attitudes when things didn't go their way we were analyzing a lot of different um character traits uh within them uh during that one uh event and uh, they didn't know that until at the end. They thought we were just kicking it, you know what I'm saying? But they were actually being analyzed on that. And um, I think it turned out. I think it turned out great. I just had to do what I had to but do. But I just think that we do um, as mentors, as we get older, it's kind of hard to where to kind of consider ourselves as mentors. But we do need to change, flip the script, and um, I guess uh, educate more on healthy competition because I, I think sometimes. You know, we grew up in an environment where everything was competitive, competitive, who was going to be the best. But then when you get out here in the real world, things happen, right? You may not get that job that you thought you were going to get. Or if you did get that job, you may not have um, grow into that position that you thought you were going to grow in. And some people can't handle that because they grew up uh, in a very competitive environment where you have to win. win. But what happens when you lose? That's the thing. We gave them a loss. And we wanted to see exactly how they would react to that. And so they seemed kind of frustrated during it. It was like, man, y'all cheating, da 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 But they still kept rolling with the punches. And then at the end, they were like, you know, good game, man. Y'all, you know, y'all old, but y'all y'all still did y'all's thing. Because we won by like one point, you know what I'm saying? And uh, just to see how they reacted to that, it kind of let us know a little bit more about them. And so... Um, but if you to let them win, maybe you guys need to focus on that too. Do an event and let them win and see how they act when they win. Uh... That because goes that, against that goes no, against because, the opposite of what you just but, said, no, though. No, because no, because that's important too. No, it doesn't go against the opposite of what I what I said. Yes, it does. I'm just saying how because you're saying people actually they're used to getting things and used to winning and being on top. That's what you were saying. And so if we I'm let them become, I'm saying that on, you, need, you need to teach healthy about healthy competition. Period. That's my stand on that. Just teach healthy composition, whether you win or lose. But you know, if you want to really see someone. And see how him, how humble they are is when they win, right? Correct. That's correct. 
because it, it it definitely shows it shows it shows character on both uh, on, on both uh, ends of the spectrum. To be honest, but it's easier to be really humble when you lose than it is. When no, you because whenever you, whenever you lose, you can be extremely angry, and you see that a lot of times. You, you know be, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you can be extremely angry, but when you win, you can get the big head. And you, you can, can be extremely head. arrogant. Right. True. That's that's exactly true. So yeah, we need to find a way to be able to do. Uh, okay, so what you're saying is maybe have two. Um, different type of events. One to where they win and one to where they lose and then analyze both. That's right. that's dope. But we yeah, we might um we might end up using that for next year's class. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Um yeah, for sure, for sure. But um can we transition in um something that you wanted to uh, speak on, a, a topic that you might have on your mind that you would like to discuss? I mean I guess it's not necessarily a topic I was watching I am Levance um her episode last week of Nethi and her husband and um, something that she had said about um, prostituting your pain, which was like, wow, you know, how you could be in a relationship and you stay for the wrong reasons. You allow, you allow yourself to be disrespected. You know, and, and this doesn't go for people who are maybe in situations where they really they want to get out and they can't get out. But I'm talking about for people who can get out and, and go ahead and stay because of some type of financial support, some type of financial um, comfort. So what do you think about that? Staying in a relationship or a marriage just for the sake of, of financial stability or for the what, kids or for the kids. Um, there's layers to that. <laughs> there, there's layers to that, uh, answer. Um, I will say initially, uh, staying for financial uh, stability from a man's perspective, it's always been told it's cheaper to keep her. That's, you know, that's what's always been said. And um, that just basically means deal with whatever you're having to deal with. Because if you end up getting a divorce, you're going to end up paying more for child support and alimony and all this and all that. So a lot of people just deal with that from that aspect. And I'm only speaking from a male's perspective. I don't want to speak on a perspective that I can't really um, give a full, a full uh, scope on. But uh, as far as staying together for the kids, you can look at it from two different ways. Uh, from one side, you think you're staying together, which there's a man, you know, a husband and a wife or, a, you know, a man and a female uh, in that relationship. And um, you feel like it's better because you think it's stable because you have both of you all there for them. But they know that everything is not, you know, meshed well together. It's not synchronized. And but they, they can but feel it's more, that. But it's more of a psychological thing, right? You, it's, 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 it's a person... Um, not being able to uh, distinguish reality versus what they really want. You know, sometimes we have a picture in our mind of how our lives should be. We, we want a family. We want a husband. We want to have kids. And we kind of already have that, um, how that's going to go in our minds. But then our reality tells us otherwise. And it's like we're still trying to hold on to what we, that, that image, that video that's playing in our minds of how our lives should be. And we're afraid to admit that, what we have now may not be exactly what we want, uh, what we um, intentionally wanted, and that we're hoping that somehow the situation that's going on now will eventually get there. But what if you're wasting your time and it never gets there? Well, and, and to that, I would say a lot of people, when you're going through the motions and when you're actually going through what's going on, um, you feel like you're displaying a certain type of image. And in actuality, uh, if you were actually able to see the playback, 
of how it actually looked, it'd be night and day. You know what I mean? Because you think you're you think you're holding it together, and you're making it better, and everything looks good on the exterior, but it might be hurting on the interior. And you look at it, you know, played back at you. It even looks bad on the exterior, but you just you were so busy. Um, what was the saying? You can't um, you can't get the full picture when you're too busy posing for it. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't actually know exactly what's going on when you're trying to put that image up. You know what I mean? And not looking at it from a different perspective. And so I think it uh, becomes it becomes deterred from that perspective because you're not able to look at it holistically. You're looking at it from okay, I'm doing my part. Um, even if it looks, or even if uh, I don't want to be here, even if this is happening, we're still together. So it looks like we're together. You know, signing paperwork for school. You know, it's you're still in a married household and stuff like. That. For statistics, it might look all right, but you know, statistics are skewed every day. You know right, what I mean? So right. it, it still might not be a healthy environment. It's like it's like you're trying to. You're not really pleased inside, but it's like you're trying to please society, and it's like, what is society doing for you? And the people um, who really don't know me that well, um, I'm very interested in just human behavior. Like, why people do the things that they do. Kind of like the backstory behind people's actions and and certain things. So it really intrigues me. You know, I, I know people, especially like on social media, I, I get it that people put stuff up and then they live two different lives. I mean, I know that I'm not naive. But to really witness that and... Um, a few of my uh, uh, close relationships, and be like, "Wow, you know, you know, we're we 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 don't see each other on a regular basis, but you know, we kind of communicate every now and then through uh, text messages, and I see your social media, and I think everything's okay. And then for someone very close to me to say, "No, I, I wasn't okay," and it kind of it kind of really shocked me, and it's like, you know, and then I was talking to my husband about it, and he was like, you know. You know, people put stuff up on social media to look a certain way, and they're really not um, that way. And I was just thinking how, you know, it's kind of hard for me to kind of understand that. Um, because if I'm mad at my husband, I'm not going to post stuff on there just so. Because no one knows that I'm mad at my husband. No one knows that I'm unhappy. So you really don't have to post stuff to make people think anything because people don't really know, right? Like, I... I'm trying to understand the thought process. Well, the, uh, people don't actually understand that the majority of people on social media, they're not going to post failures, um, things that they're going through, uh, just for the simple fact that um, another saying is what uh, everybody has a, a chapter in their biography that they don't want read out loud. You know what I'm saying? That's stuff that you're going through yourself. You don't want everybody to know all that. So you're putting up the highlights, the accolades, you know, all the good stuff, but you don't want people to see the downtime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how a lot of people operate. And that's that's just human nature, yeah. though. Well, I mean, I can understand you not putting. I mean, there are some people that put too much of their dirty laundry on Facebook. I understand you not putting your your dirty laundry on Facebook. That's not the the place to do that. And I'm not saying just because you don't tell people that you're going through stuff that mean that you're being fake. But I'm saying um, more like. Um, you uh, post pictures of your vacation, and it just looks like it just looks like your family's happy. But during that vacation, you guys weren't happy, and it's almost like you know people just 
I mean, I don't know. I guess for me, I would think that if we were doing something and we weren't happy or we had an argument that wasn't resolved, the last thing I'm doing is posting anything on Facebook. Well, uh, to your point, whenever we went to uh, the Yogi Park, we had, like, I think it was the first night. It was a heated argument, and we got into it. Um, and so you, you didn't post pictures. Well, you posted pictures when we got there, and then we had that heated argument. And yeah, then I that didn't post night, any right, right, right. And then that night, but then the next morning, you had posted pictures of you and Jr. because y'all went to the um, little putt putt thing. You didn't post any pictures of us because we weren't at a good place at that point. You know what I'm saying? Until later on in that day, when we kind of reconciled, we were like, okay, you know, we talked a little bit about it, and then you started posting. Well, I think you posted a couple of other ones after it, but um, that was a classic case of okay. You know, you focused on things that was right, which was you and Jr. You know, y'all were able to get out there. I was still in the bed. I was still pissed off, honestly. But um, ended up getting over it, and we, we didn't post any pictures together until later on whenever we actually uh, discussed a couple of the issues. And I don't think a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people see that as something that they should be doing. Which I, I think people should hold off on posting pictures and make it seem like y'all cool because if you have somebody somebody can call you out easily you know what i'm saying and that's just gonna that's just gonna add insult to injury because if you're already not in a, at a good place in a relationship and somebody knows of you having issues with that person and you posting pictures and acting like it's all cool and stuff like that that's gonna bring it back up and so no matter if y'all had a good point then when it's brought back up it's gonna make it worse so don't yeah. try to fake the funk like and that's kind of a di- and that's kind of a disconnect with yourself because it's like, um, I mean, I guess I'm just trying to understand that perspective because if I was mad at you, we definitely wouldn't be taking any kind of pictures together. Like if nah. I was seriously, seriously mad at you, I'm not gonna be sitting there taking pictures smiling. And I'm no I'm gonna add to that. Media. I'm gonna add to that. If I'm mad at you, I'm not even liking now picture that you put up because <laughs> I ain't I ain't happy at the point. I might be like, okay, that's a cool picture, but I ain't even liking it. I'm not trying to give you the energy that I'm cool right now because I'm not cool. You know what I mean? Like when we get cool, I might go back and like some stuff, but I ain't. I, I'm not acting like we cool like that because that's just not me. Like I can't I can't I can't fake the phone. Like even when like I told you uh, before a couple of uh, I think this was on the couples therapy when we on the. Um, when we were on the Man's View podcast, we were talking, and it was something. No, was it that? It was something about um, me not being able to uh, have sex whenever I'm still upset. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd be like, nah, I'm good. You know, because I, I, I feel a certain way, you know, inside of myself. I'm like, nah, you know, I'm just not, I'm not cool. And that lets you know, okay, it's an issue because he, you know, he don't want it. Nah, it's something going right, on. Right. And so I, I just can't do it. Like, and I know Franz was telling me, he's like, hey, man, you got to take it when you can, da 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 get it when you can, da 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 I was like, man, I just can't do it. I just can't. My heart ain't going to let me do it because if I'm if I'm upset, I'm not just going to get down. Like, even if I really, really want to, I'm not going to yeah. get down like that. I just but can't. Like, and, and, I'm, and that's what I cherish about our relationship is that because I um, grew up in the, and I've seen people, you know, go through really bad things like an abusive situation or someone talk to someone very abuse, abusively. And then the next day, I don't know, did they talk about it? But it's like, man, if if you would have said those things to me, man, I don't know. Like, I've probably been in a hotel for a week for or something. But I wouldn't wake up the next day and think it's your breakfast. Oh, okay, so it's all right. We don't talk about it. We just move on. We never discuss it. We just we just move on. No way in the world. Because that piles on and piles on. I've dealt with that with my immediate family. Um, I know we, we have, we'll have, like, a, an argument or something like that. 
and then the next day, you know what I'm saying, we kind of act like it didn't happen. And it's been traditionally like that, but I know um, you'll get in my head and tell me, you'll be like, hey, you need to apologize for da-da-da-da. You know, I'll fight you on that. Yeah, be like, yeah. man, everybody finna apologize, da da because I feel so strongly in the way I acted. I felt like it was justified for this, you know, A, B, and C. But you'll be like, okay, uh, you were wrong for da-da-da-da. You'll point out one part to where I'm wrong. I was wrong. And then I'll agree with you. I say, yeah, I was wrong on that, but I, I feel I really responded to that. Right, right, right. And so I justify that situation. And so I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to reconcile or whatever. Yeah. I but, guess I've seen that with you and your family too. Y'all would like, you know, get into we'll the get argument up and, and then next thing you know, y'all at the table together. And it's like, and not no, address we, it. we have to, and I tell them, like, no, you need to go in there and apologize. Yes, you need to fix this. You need to say something that you, we, we, you can't live like that. And that's been on multiple occasions. I remember it was one occasion uh, with my mom. She was here. And, you know, I definitely appreciate any time she flies out here and, um, and is able to be here with uh with little man just spending time you know because that's she didn't have to do that you know so whenever she does that we definitely appreciate it but it was something that had to do with uh some type of parenting issue uh it might have been whenever jr had broke like the little thing in the uh, bathroom in his bathroom he had broke the little thing down and uh mom you know mom was in there with him but i guess she wasn't paying attention or whatever happened and so i kind of got on the mom uh, maybe she broke it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I ain't talking Sorry, about. Mom. No, I ain't talking about the tissue thing. I'm talking about the uh, the towel rack. Right. Man, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, mom. We, we not about. She's strong-handed. We not about. Yeah, yeah, she used to whoop my ass too. So imagine, <laughs> <laughs> imagine how hard that was. But um, yeah, I, and I kind of got. I kind of laid into her about it. Like you weren't paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Jr. was da da da. She was like, well, you know, she might not have been paying attention or whatever. Like it was me lashing out at her when it really shouldn't have been like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it should have been maybe a conversation like, hey, you know, you got to watch JR because he, he does things quickly, uh, and then he'll he'll, he'll be quick uh, to play the role of, oh, I'm sorry, oops, da-da-da-da. But when he did it, it was so aggressive, and he knew he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. And, you know, Nana going to let him do pretty much whatever he want to do anyway. And so, you know, that night, I think Mom went inside her, her room, and, um, like, she didn't come back out. And you were talking to me about it. You was like, you said I went about it the wrong way, and I still felt so passionate. And okay, Mama should have been paying attention. And you know, what I'm saying, you know how Jr. is, and she knows how Jr. is. She just lets him get away with so much. And um, you know, Jasmine let me know I was wrong, and so I was. And so I went when I went and hollered at Mama. I think it was the next morning. I went and hollered at her, and she she said she appreciated me uh, apologizing, and she even apologized, saying she wasn't watching, which she didn't have to do because you know, like I said, she comes down here you know, to spend time with him or whatever, and she's she's the nana, you know what I mean? So I shouldn't have been holding her to such standards to where, you know, she should be the only one that's um, paying attention to what he's doing. I was gone at the time, too, so I think I kind of gave Jasmine some uh, some pushback as well, and so I think that's probably how it came up, because Jasmine was like, you know, she'll check me quick. She's like, hold on now, first of all, da-da-da-da, you know. <laughs> And so that's how that started up. But, um, yeah, that's that's an example of it, man. But, but we need to have those open dialogue because, you know, you can get mad and you have all these thoughts going in your head. You know that? You have that own, your own conversation in your head about the situation instead of talking to that person. And, yes, later on, because of you because you love them, you'd be like, okay, whatever, and you kind of push it to the side. 
but you still need to have a conversation. You need to have a conversation because right. what if something else would have happened? It builds then on. Then it would have just piled up. It well, builds okay, on. and then you never address it. And it's yeah. important to. It's one of those and another thing type deals. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that that's never healthy because I've definitely used that several times. That's why you tell me whenever I'm upset with something, you know, you want to know because I hold a lot of things in. And when I'm holding it in, I'm kind of logging it in. You know what I'm saying? It's still, and you the same way though. If you're if you're logging something in, you can, it's it's gonna come out whenever it's the same oh, type yeah, subject, it's come out. right? And so it's unhealthy when it comes out because you're bringing up old stuff that I thought we got over. Obviously, we didn't get over it because we didn't discuss it, but we thought we were still good. You know what I'm saying? And that's an issue. So that's why things need to be talked about as they occur. Like in in all honesty, we understand. I understand that you're not gonna be able to talk about it initially. I can't personally. You know what I'm saying? But something. Some things I can't talk about personally, um, not 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 initially. Yeah. But you know, it has to become it has to come a point to where you within actually three do days, address. I say within three days. Well, shit, you know me, I could be pissed off for three days, boy. No, I'm just saying though, you. I mean that week, that at least, I mean you shouldn't go to bed angry, but you shouldn't let a week go by without discussing something, um, even the hard conversations, and and forget about social media because there was a point. Where Cody and I, we were really going through it. We were just having misunderstanding. We just like we just wasn't on the same page anymore. And if you knew about us, like we're mostly on the same page. We support each other and all that and all that. So when we were going through that point where we were kind of like uh, North and South Pole, it was it was a lot of friction. And instead of me, I wasn't going on social media. And oh, my husband this, my husband that. So I, don't, I, don't, I just want to hurry up and make sure that people know. That we good and nothing's still going on. It doesn't matter what people what people think. I don't care. You're not married to people. You're married right. to a person. You know what I'm saying? And so are you trying to please uh, people? Or are you trying to um, please your your your, uh, your union between you and your uh, companion? You know what I'm saying? Like you should get to a point to where you want to please that. But you want it to be. You want to leverage whatever you have. And whatever you bring into the relationship. And when I say that I don't mean it in a malicious way. I mean okay, you want me, like, and that's how bad it got, you know what I'm saying, like, you want me for this, this is who I am, this is how I am, you know, and, it, you know, vice versa, and so whenever we speak on that and have that conversation, you know, it wasn't an easy conversation to have, and it took several days to be able to get over that matter, but if you would have thrown anything on social media, that could have swayed it either way, because you would have had people on your side, people on my side, people in between. You would have had all kind of things that or me just acting like and pretending like everything or that was okay or that yeah. or that, and then so you doing that, and then uh, and see that the issue with that is if people like like you were saying earlier, if people see that it's like a perfect relationship, and then out of nowhere. Oh, it just it just didn't work out. People are like, hold on, so what? Wait, yeah, like, what did what did this? I miss? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to realize that social media people display the positives. People rarely display the negatives. Yeah, so, I had to learn that. I had and to learn you can't and you can't act like you understand a relationship, or you can't even act like you have a weighing factor on decisions being made in relationships if you don't have a personal connection with the person outside of social media. Right. Like, cause. You right, can't. because when someone says, "Hey, I, I've been depressed for X amount of years," and I was like, "What? You've been depressed? Like I can, I can go through your social media history, and you don't look depressed." Because if I was depressed, but I understand everybody responds to things differently and and go into survival mode a little bit differently. But if I was depressed, I mean, if I was depressed, you probably wouldn't even see me on social media. Like, where's Jasmine? Yeah, maybe so. But like you said, people deal with things differently, and you know, you can't fault anybody for right. how they deal with anything. Anybody. 
it's just about recognizing things and um, kind of being aware of uh, how you display things. Um, I think social media can be the life and death of a, of a relationship. It, you choose, you know what I'm saying? Like, it can be either or. And it can be that, not even just a relationship. It can or be that. your life. Exactly. You know, we don't have to have these. That's what I'm saying. When, when we grew up in these competitive environments, we feel like we have to we have to be okay at all times and nothing can be wrong, even in our marriages or in our relationship. It's okay if something's going on with your, in your marriage. I don't care how embarrassing it is, you know, and, and, and I think sometimes we worry about people talking about us. Well, I don't want to tell anybody because I'm worried about someone talking about us. I'm worried about just getting back to that person, that person. Who cares? Yeah, but, and see, I'll say from a male perspective, I like the uh, competition because, well, it depends on how you, how receptive you are to winning and losing like we uh, alluded to earlier. Um, having that competition and being able to go against each other and then when it's over to be able to talk and to be able to, you know what I'm saying, oh, you did this, you know, better than I did. How can I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but I mean healthy competition where you're talking about sports, that's the one thing I'm talking about life. At the end of the day, people have to know. At the end of the day, people have to realize that everybody's a unique individual. What you can do, I can't do. What I can do, you can't do. You can't mimic what I do. I can't mimic what you do. I can do, I can um, say if you organize, want to be an organize, organizer of a group, right? You put all these things and structures together, right? I can, I may can do that too, but how I do it is going to be different from how you do it. And just because you do it a certain way and I do it a certain way doesn't make what, how you do it better than me. We're two different people. I shouldn't be trying to to kill myself, you know, mentally and physically trying to be Cody Langston because I can't. I shouldn't kill myself trying to be Jasmine Langston because you can't. And it's not about being prideful or boastful. It, no one can be Jasmine Langston. No one can be Cody Langston. No one can be you. you I, know? I think Jr. would argue that he can be Cody Langston, and I think he is the original Cody Langston. Well, That's what he says. I'm the real Cody. That's what he says all the time. Yeah. But people need to keep that in their minds. I think sometimes people get threatened by people's abilities because they feel like, well, I don't have those certain passions that those people have. You know, why don't I have those passions? And it's not about you matching somebody else's passions. And a lot of times people are jealous and they don't even, like, I'm a geologist. Somebody may be jealous of me and they don't even want to be a geologist. They're just jealous of my my success or how I'm moving through or whatever, but you're doing something completely different. And it's like, why why are you even jealous? You can't even compare that. You sound like uh, Pastor Clint when he was talking about uh, people judging uh, each other off of uh, accolades and what they are and stuff like that. I, um, I see it happen as often as everybody does. Um, I see the origin behind it is because sometimes, let's say for an example, you come from a small city and you end up doing something. You become a geologist, right? And um, somebody from your city sees how uh, successful you are, quote unquote. When I say successful, I mean a secular version of success. You know what I mean? Like what what, what you would look at like, okay, you from make a, a certain worldly. Yeah, well, that was the same difference though, secular and world. I'm just saying just to dumb it down. Okay, okay. And um. Yeah, and then so they see it like that, and then they say, oh, well, Jasmine's doing this, da-da-da-da, well, shoot, I can do this, da da but do you even like what she's doing? Exactly. Probably not. Or do you even understand 
what it takes and the sacrifices and all the things that I have to do to do what I'm doing. Do you even understand that? No, I, I see, don't. I see a lot of times, even at work, people, oh, I just want to be a manager. So they see the money. They think about the money. Do you understand what that manager has to deal with? The manager has to deal with upper management. And dealing with upper management is not always easy. When you the when you the uh, man on the uh, man on the totem pole, you don't have to deal with certain stresses that someone that's a little bit higher than that totem pole is, and you don't, and you can't appreciate that because you're too busy looking at something, and and you may not even have the talent to be a manager. I'm sorry, there's but, just a lot of uh, personality to do certain things, and you may not even have that. And not even that, you're talking about up. The ladder goes up and down, so. Down is the people that you have to manage. Right. So you also have to deal with different personalities of the people that you're managing. And that's a 24-7 deal. If they're going through something, I might not make it in tomorrow. I have this going on. You have to, you know, deal, and adjust. deal with that. That's adjust. Like people don't really understand the meat and potatoes of something that they want. They just see, they just see the steak. You know, but they don't understand how that steak was, was made, was prepped, yeah, prepared, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what it takes to, to maintain that steak. Right, right, right. You know, and you may not have the talent for that, and just because you don't have the talent for it, doesn't mean that you're less than that person. You need to figure out what it is for you, because God places people in any every position. No position is lower than the than the other position, right? And yes, society kind of put that class system there, but we have to understand. Whether you're the janitor at a school, or you're a teacher, or you're the principal, or you're the superintendent, everybody has a certain place and purpose, and nobody is better than anyone. Even though someone may have more power than the other in that situation, it doesn't make it doesn't make that person more important. Or no, because your job is just as important. Imagine, imagine if you didn't have anybody that was uh, helping to clean up what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you didn't have the, what do they call them now, sanitation sanitation uh, officers, something like that. Like, it's not janitor or anything like that anymore. They have a more spiced up oh, name. Yeah, yeah, which I like that. I like the spiced up name because it, it sounds a whole lot better and but it kind of embodies what they do. Think about this, though. Like, even as a janitor, guess what? Oh, you said janitor I, again. Oh, a sanitation, sanitation worker. I mean, whatever. You, you clean up. Even as a person that just cleans up, that, that's your job. Guess what? The, all you have to do is clean up nobody's really nobody's really like looking at you there's no pressure you can probably go by your day and kind of do it however you want to you kind of have less stress versus somebody that's a superintendent they got to worry about everything and all eyes are on them their job is more a jeopardy every single day than your job is even with the uh, sanitation worker that you were talking about you said all you have to do it's not all you have to do because they have a lot because it, it it changes depending on the situation. Like some or somebody threw up in bathroom. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying what they have to do compared to a superintendent is a superintendent. You know, has to think about and have more have more responsibilities and have more things to worry about. More things to worry about, but I would say that the uh, the janitor or the superintendent, uh, not the superintendent, the sanitation worker probably works uh, grunt work a lot. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that what they do. I'm not saying I'm not comparing what they do as in uh, one one job is harder than the other. I'm just saying there's different. You're saying stress level. Is yes, that what you're getting? Yeah, at? stress level is different. You have to understand that. Uh, that's what I'm saying. My, my stress level compared to my boss level or my boss's boss is completely different. Right, right, right. Right. I get so that. So I'm talking about stress level and what you have to deal with 
and and being below them on the totem pole, no one's really kind of watching you. You really. have you have less stress. Yes, you have less stress right. versus having that responsibility. Yeah, that person may have more power. That person may make more money. But guess what? Every single day, their job is on the line. If they don't, if they mess up, a lot of people are going to notice that, and we're really a lot of uh, important people are going to notice that. Versus if you mess up, not maybe not. No one really, it doesn't even climb up too high on the top. No one really knows that you nah, made a mistake. Unless you get a lot of people complaining. And right. You, but you we, rarely have a lot of people complaining about the same think, issue. We don't think about the disadvantages and advantages of our jobs. We think about just the disadvantages. You're right. Definitely right. Definitely right. Um, did you have another uh, topic that you wanted to discuss? Mm-hmm. Or was that the only one? Well, that was two topics. I didn't say it was only one. I said, "Did you have?" You said, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you have what another? You got, what you got? What you got in your bag? Like, I don't have anything in my bag, man. I'm good. You don't. You can't have no kind of anything this week. Um, I mean, I always have several things in the in the in the backlog, but uh, I don't know what. You don't have anything else that you want to address? Because I I really wanted to address everything that you had. I mean, that's about it, really. I mean, um, that I could think of that I had on my mind. Okay. Well, Ooh. Something uh, about see. The, so I was just thinking about something about what the pastor said. I went to see what your um, view was, and he said giving grace to people that don't deserve it. It's about undeserved, unmerited. Um, merited. Unmerited. What do you, what do you call it? I'll try my notes, but... Basically, grace is something that. No, because he did the acronym, right? You talking about the one where? No, he said, but, he, but his actual definition of grace. But uh, I butchered that up. I'm sorry. No, nah, that was but, last week though when he said. But he repeated it today. No, nah, he didn't do it in our. our but um, but grace is basically getting something not based on what you deserve. And I know for you, it was kind of hard for you to kind of give grace. Huh? It's hard for you to give grace. If someone if someone screwed you over. You are not giving grace. Because they shouldn't have screwed me over. See, that's what I'm I want to know what your point of view is. My point of view is they shouldn't have screwed me over. You messed up then. When I get in a position of power, you're on the bottom of the totem pole that we've been talking but about. Why, but why are you like that? Do you want God to do that to you? I hope God does it. So why would you do but that? But I would, I would like for God to make me work for what where I need to get. I don't know the aspect that, that would be in, but... Um, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Because uh, there's a lot of people I've known that have tried to hold me down, and some people have been successful. Well, like, you know, sometimes people say that they don't want to forgive because they feel like they letting that person off. Well, okay. No, I'm but, not even saying but no, that. But no, no, forgiveness is, not necess- forgiveness is not that. Forgiveness is freedom for yourself. But what if you are letting that person off? What does it do for you? It doesn't do anything for me, but it, it still puts that other person to be able to do the same thing for somebody just like you. And that's what I don't like. But even if you get mad, say if someone owed you some money and they said we're going to pay you back and they didn't. Which happens. Yes, it, it, it has happened. That's correct. Yes. So, okay, you got mad at them. Right. right? And you and, and I'm not going to mess with you. Right. You don't think that they can do that to somebody else still? Right. But if anybody knows me and knows them. And I tell them not to mess with that person. That might help them not to be messed over like that's I a different, was. That's a different situation. But you can always tell somebody 
you know, especially if they ask you, oh, you know, you might not want to, if you're going to give, you may not be wanting to get it back. You know, don't give well, it. Well, no, you should. That, and that's the way you should, that's well, the way you should be. But I'm just saying, but, what, but even if you did that, you can still do that and still give that other person grace. Man, I, that's what I struggle with. God is still working on me. I, that's what I struggle with. I, so I when need, he told you to write down someone you need your grace, you have I to gave grace. No, no. You I, have a whole notebook full, huh? Ha, 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 Funny, funny. As soon as he said that, I gave grace to somebody. But it wasn't anybody that um, had wronged me in a bad way. It was somebody that might have called me out on certain things that I didn't feel like I needed to be called out on. And so you so gave I, grace to me? Nah. I always call you out on stuff that you don't think that you Nah, it wasn't you. On. It was somebody else. It was somebody okay. else. And they called me. But when they called me out, just like you, when they called me out on this out of love, you know what I'm saying? This is somebody with the uh, upper organization. And so, um, yeah, they, they're extremely hard on me. But what I did was, I, I don't know if this is giving grace to them, but I um, kind of sent them a message and let them know that I appreciated certain parts of what was done uh, yesterday. Because yesterday was a a really big deal across the city um, for what we do in the organization uh, throughout Houston. And so he he's hard on me, but he's hard on me for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And so I... And, and, and you say that kind of make me uh, think about what I was thinking about yesterday. So I'm doing this study by Beth Moore. Um, but, it's, but I'm doing a new one. But the one I just finished by her, she had on there... Um, who uh, would you take any kind of reprimand, any kind of correction from, any rebuke from, or and then who you wouldn't? So me during that time, I was like, oh, I'll take correction from anybody. You know, you feel the same way, right? If anyone correct me, I ain't got, I ain't got no worries. I, it it depends it. on the way they correct you, though. But during, but during that time when that question was asked, I was like, oh, I'll take correction from anybody, right? So it was almost like that's what I'm saying. I know God has a sense of humor. He has to have a sense of humor. So, if you, at work, you know, I have a lot of stuff going on. I'm doing a lot of things and dealing with a lot of stuff, right? So, um, it's this one person who, if you ask anybody at work, what does that person do? They're going to be like, we don't know. What does they do? What do they do? With me, if you ask anybody at work what doesn't do, they may say, what, do, what doesn't she do? So... And not to, like, put that person down or anything. Not saying that they don't do anything. It's just that people's perspective of their work ethic versus mine is completely different. So, um, a lot of times when I need um, statuses to certain things, I just email the group and say, status question mark. And I have the, you know, the job number or the subject, you know, so they know what I'm talking about. But I never thought anything bad about that. And it was crazy because I was like, you know, when I was getting my review, I was like, I don't get constructive criticism. Everyone keeps saying, Jasmine, you're doing a good job. Jasmine, blah, blah, blah. Jasmine's the best. Tell me something that I'm doing wrong so I can correct it because I always want to improve, right? So sometimes I always want to improve. So <clears throat> this person came to me and said, well, they sent me an email. They sent me an email with, with the data that they, I needed to QC and they had data question mark. I was with the email. I didn't think anything of it. I just, okay, I got my data, opened the data, and and was looking at the data. So they come in not too long after they sent the email and said, hey, how do you appreciate my email? And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, the email I sent was just data exclamation mark. So I didn't think anything you of it. You said question mark. 
exclamation. He said, I sent status question mark, and he sent me data exclamation mark. I said, I didn't think anything of it. I just, okay, probably didn't even read it. I just saw the data and I opened up the data. That was what's on my mind. <clears throat> and he said, well, um, I did that because um, you just send one word emails, status question mark. I said, well, what's the issue with that? So he was telling me that that's kind of disrespectful and, you know, people are working hard and I need to uh, be more respectful of other people's time and all those different things that he was saying. So at first, my initial reaction was a human reaction. It's like, this, mm-hmm, you know, come, come in here. After all, all the stuff that I do and I, I bust my tail, you want to come at me with something that small? And, I did the same thing. But then I had asked the I had asked other people in the group, hey, do you think this is disrespectful? And they was like, no, we don't think it's disrespectful, but you know, so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just like, okay, no one else feels disrespected. But then um, that's... I'm glad that I'm I'm being I'm saturating myself in the word because then the Holy Spirit told me, well, Jasmine, you said that you'll take correction from anybody. And I'm like, yes, I did say that, <laughs> even though I didn't really respect initially this correction from this individual. And then I realized, okay, what I do at my job I have to be um, I have to be I have to work on my interpersonal skills. I have to be a people's person, and if that certain thing bothered that individual whether I feel like it wasn't a form of disrespect I mean we can go back and forth on that it's important that I understand that that's not how they want to be communicated to and to change the way that I communicate because at first I wasn't going to and and I and I and I thank him for that because that's what I've been asking for you know you got to be careful what you ask for because it may not come in the form that you expected to come but I I was asking I want to improve I want to um, be, be my best self, and sometimes when you're really good, people always just give you compliments, and I never really get constructive criticism, and I'm glad that he came to me and said that, because if he feels that way, somebody somewhere else may also feel that same way. So I'm learning to communicate um, a little bit more, I guess, elaborately. Yeah, and while we're on uh, constructive criticism and something that you need to actually do better on, I would love it if I woke up every morning and you had some breakfast for me. Every morning. Every morning? Yes, every morning. Don't be, don't be talking like that. Uh, if you can do that for me every morning, that would be great. Can you do that? I can't I can guarantee Monday through Friday, babe. See, see. Saturday that, and Sunday? No, I'm like, I got you. Uh, well, Monday I did I did Saturday, you did Sunday. Okay. That was 50-50. Okay, that's 50 that's, that's not what I'm asking. I'm saying I want you to take it over. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like you do me when you when I ask you about going somewhere doing something I don't say anything. So that's because I, cause I don't know if I can keep my promise. I never promised anything. Exactly, I'm not promising anything. Yeah. Just like you do. Okay. So do you want to be me or you want to be better than me? I'm not trying to be you. So you want to be better? Well, don't be me. Don't well, don't copy. No, don't I, copy what okay, I do. Okay, I'm gonna say no. Because I can't guarantee you when they do Friday. Right. And so that was constructive criticism that could have helped you in the realm of being a wife. <laughs> oh. Are you oh, asking me? Are you asking oh, me? Oh. Are you asking? That could have helped me in the realm of being a wife. It could you? have. It definitely could oh, have. I was asking you oh. some things. Are you asking me for a constructive criticism? It well, wasn't directly to me. Criticism? No, I didn't ask for it. I'm not okay, soliciting okay. that. I didn't ask you for constructive criticism. No, but you said you value that. I said at work. Okay. Well, this is work, too. 
This is working okay. at home. Okay. All right, give me some. Give me okay. some. I'll I take it. I still want to sleep under the bed tonight. Yeah, you lying. You know damn well I ain't going to be under Especially with this injury. If you let me be under the bed, anybody out there that's single, y'all need to text me because she is about to get kicked to the curb and I'm going to be in the dating market. You're not going nowhere, Cody Langston. Whatever. What, what, what uh, constructive criticism do you have for me? I have none. Good answer. None that I'm going to discuss on this podcast because it can get this. This we already probably been on here for an hour. It can turn to three hours. Uh, it's only fifty-one minutes. You know how we do, so no, not uh-huh. going to discuss that. That's another episode. So I'm perfect. No, oh, definitely not. You're supposed to say I was perfect. Like, Am I is... perfect? Okay. You are not perfect, Cody Langston, and I'm not ashamed to say that. You know, people and I and I was telling this to uh, Kim. It's like people always compare because like oh you do certain things that certain men may not do like clean the house cook and and blah 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 you're completely domestic thank you yolanda langston for raising a domestic man i don't like the term domestic now come but on are, i'm still rough though I, ah. you are rough. Ah. you are rough but you don't mind getting your hands dirty you don't mind making sure that the house is clean when i get home if you're off of work mm. or during the weekend you don't mind pitching in and helping you're not sitting back playing video games or watching TV while I'm doing everything. You actually helped me out, and I appreciate that. Mm. So, um, I forgot even what I was... I don't oh, know. Okay, okay. talking to Okay, Kim. I was talking to Kim, and I was like, you know, people see that, and they're like, oh, I wish I had that, I wish I had that. And it's like, yes, my husband helps me in that situation, but y'all don't know the other stuff that Cody got going on that's... I don't even want to get into, but... Yeah, he's not perfect. Oh, damn. But it just kind of negates everything. That just makes me... But I just want people to understand that because I know sometimes people can look at my life, especially through my social media, and think that my life is perfect. I have a perfect husband, a perfect child. No. You know, JR is smart, but he stutters sometimes. And I don't know if he just... He stutters on... all the time. But I'm just saying, I don't know if he stuttered on purpose. Cause most... It's not on I'm... purpose. I'm just saying, sometimes he's not stuttering. It's not on purpose. Yeah, or he has a stuttering problem. He may, he yeah, might. he may have a stutter problem. You know, my child is not perfect, but he is smart. You know, my husband's not perfect, but he does help me out, and he is, he is my, you are truly my friend, you're truly my teammate, and I don't have a perfect life. I suffer, th- I suffer with anxiety. I'm trying to get over it. You know, I want people to understand that I don't have a perfect life. Yeah, I don't know why you have to reiterate that uh, every single time. I, I mean, I get it. Uh, it just seems like you feel like people are looking at you through a different, through a, through a, through a clear people, lens. You know what I'm saying? I always saying? hear people say, well, especially if I'm like, oh, my husband's thinking, well, I wish my husband was around. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too. That I've heard that. I've heard that too. And it's like, yeah, your husband might not be doing that, but he, he might have, he might change your own oil. You know what I'm saying? He might be up under the car making sure all your shit straight. And my, <laughs> me? Ain't doing that. Nah, <laughs> I don't know how. Shit, I'll take it to the, I'll take even it to the spot. Did, even if you didn't know how, come in getting dirty. Shut up. I get dirty when I have oh, to, please. man. You and JR, you gay dude. That's a gene you have, actually. Because you passed it down to your child. That's a gene you have. Man, I, I get you dirty if I dirty. I get dirty if this I need to. Dirty. I, I get dirty if I need to, man. If I don't need to, and I got on some a, a nice little, you know, matching little, you know what I'm saying? If I'm, if Do you I'm, even have any clothes besides maybe some of your work clothes? Maybe your work clothes you can use to get dirty, but you don't even have, like, dirty gym clothes. Who has dirty getting clothes? <laughs> a lot of people do. Yeah, that's old clothes. Like that that's not that's not me. I'm <laughs> I'm a clean cut individual. I try to be. I remember when I told Cody, um, that's how clean my husband is. I I was like, Oh, you know, we 
live in a nice area, we should go to the thrift store because they probably got some really nice stuff. And he was like, man, I ain't wearing no clothes that somebody else used to wear. I said, really, Cody? I said, my grandma used to shop at the garage sales and everything. This dude won't even wear nothing that someone else used to wear. No, that's lying. I wear stuff that a lot of people uh, wore, but wearing th- wearing things that what do you have in your closet that somebody else wore? Man, I don't. I can't really point out one Besides particular jacket thing. that Daniel gave you and have you even worn. I have, and that's a nice Asics jacket. I like it. It's very. That's comfortable. the only thing ever. No, it's not the only thing ever. I like. I wear. I wear what I like, and a lot of people don't have the same taste. That but I then, do. when you said that, you don't realize how privileged you are to say that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I do. No, I do. I definitely do. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't see a lot of people with the same flavor that I have. They don't have the same taste. You ain't even went to look. Just the thought that somebody else got it on I've gone to, I, I've gone oh, to whatever. look. I've gone to look. I went to buy stuff and I sold it on eBay. That was just the flip. Yeah, it. that's it. The flip it. But you ain't look for yourself. Because I, I didn't need anything at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to keep You always talking it. about you need Man, I need some shoes. Man, I need some look. Man, I never. When is the last Cody, time I said okay. I need? Just, the admit, last... just say I, my name is Cody Langston, and I don't wear other people's clothes. Just my say name, that. It's my name okay. is Cody Langston, and it's a wrap. <laughs> That's what I say, straight up. But now nah, I, I understand that. I, uh, whatever. I'm I'm a little bit different. Yeah, you're a little bit different. I'm an anomaly. Yeah, like I wish I had a husband that you know get up on Saturday and be like, oh, have, he have his own projects he he want to do around the house and stuff. What? No, because I'm just saying though. Like, most of the time, I gotta go. I, I'm leaving here. I'm headed to the city. But even if you're not doing that, you're not gonna be in the garage putting nothing together. I put I put everything together. All the kids stuff that we had to do, I put it all together. Everything that Jr. I put it all together. But I'm just saying you don't have, you don't have projects that you want to do in your head. Not as far as hand to hand or you hand. Don't, you don't even water the grass. Nah, I definitely don't water the grass. Are you any kind of? I ain't fooling with that. Remember garden? the last time? Remember, remember the last time I did that? You remember how much it cost me? No. I'm not doing it again. I mean, even gardening or anything or any kind of home improvement, exit. Cody, don't do. I'm not too much worried about it. Like, but I'm just saying you're not perfect. No, nah, I never because said. If I had the perfect, but that would make me perfect. And if I had the no, several other things would make you perfect. But I'm just saying. Like, Damn. I, <laughs> all right. All right, all right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. If it, you, that's your wish, man. That's your wish, man. Hope your wish, man, put some gas in your car for you. Oh, whatever, Cody. Hope your wish, man, cook we, your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner. But it's okay. I'm just saying that you're not perfect. That's fine. And I think that's important. Some part of you comparing. So you trying to point out all my flaws to everybody? Because you do have flaws. I do. I have, have flaws too. I do have, and I ain't, and you know how much I love you. I'm not even. Point out your flaws <laughs> because they're not flaws. They're actually something that I love about you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad. Ah, well, I, if you feel bad, uh, it is what it is. That's how she do me, people. But I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about. It. I'm still here. She's still here. We'll still be here together. Um. To death do us part. Man, that movie was crazy. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that was. I wouldn't even recommend it. Nah, nah. <laughs> well, I was mad because Jr. saw a part that yeah that I really he shouldn't have seen, but of course he's like his daddy. What? No, so, I'm just saying, like he was like he was mad and angry. I can't, you know. Yeah, because ain't no man, no man should ever hit a woman. I don't care what's going on. And um, 
Yeah, he turned around and saw that. Like, that should never happen. And JR like, knows that. What's going that. on, Dad? What's going on? Uh, and, nah, I don't, I don't like him seeing that because that should never happen. I don't care what's going on. A man is a, a man is automatically stronger than a woman, so it's it's an unfair fight regardless of what's going on. And um, he doesn't even need to. He doesn't even need to get to the particulars. Just know. Yeah. You know but I guess saying? our next podcast we can address that too. Because you were talking, you were saying a lot of things that was on your mind when you was watching that. How weak-minded an individual is and all that stuff. So maybe we can talk about that next time. Yeah, if you can remember to do it. All right, it's a wrap for me. That's a wrap for you. Uh, do I need to go get the little man and close it all out, or you gonna grab him? You grab him because you don't have the headphones on. Nah, I don't. I don't need the headphones. But um, yeah, you can uh let them know more about what we're gonna do next week. You can uh, talk to the people. Oh, well, I mean, I guess next week we'll just talk about to death is. Why are you sitting here? I'm trying to walk. I'm sorry. Cody, uh, you, you can't even sit down in the chair. Man. <laughs> Cody, come here. That's a shame, man. Don't cry. Always comes before the fall. Man, this man, old man Cody Langston. There, go ahead. No, no, tell them what you want to talk about, dude. Don't let us shut you down like that. Women trying to take over, man. They're trying to take over. So you tell her. You stand you stand tall. Uh-uh. Get up here. Go, go under the microphone, Cuddy. We have to let him get his shine. Sorry, people. Come here. Not on hers. Over here. He, he wants to do me. Go ahead, Cuddy. You don't get the headphones. Oh, my goodness. Just talk. Hurry up. Hi, Daddy. Uh, it's not just me. You're talking to the world. What do you want to talk about? Uh, what's something special? When you get five, you have to practice your numbers. When you get five, you have to practice your numbers, but you're not five. You're four. I know that. So, so you practice your number now? Yeah, but I didn't practice my number. But you're practicing Spanish. Say something in Spanish. Purple. What, what color is that? What color is that? Red. Okay, verde. Azul. No, verde. What color is verde? Green. What color? What color is azul? Blue. I can't hear you. Blue. Amarillo. What color is that? Purple. Amarillo. Orange. No. Hey, mama even got it wrong. Mama tried to whisper in her ear and got it all wrong. Orange is Anaranjada. Remember the crazy okay. one? Yeah. He said Anaranjada whenever we were coming home the other day. All right. Close them out. Close them out, dude. Tell no! Them. No, you have to close them out. You're being too loud. You're being too loud. Okay. Tell everybody bye-bye. Say this. No, you about to yell. Stop. Don't even take... Why are you taking in all that air? You don't have to let him... No, because he's breathing all... No, he's taking in all that air. You about to yell? Cody likes to who? Cody likes to who? Get your hand off the microphone. Just say it. Bye. He talking in cursive. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.